All right, we are live. What's up, everybody? Happy Hump Day! <laughs> Said the camel. Is that not everybody's favorite? What day is it? What day is it? Say it. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> it's Hump Day. And guys, we're especially excited about this week number two of Heart to Heart because, as you know, <clears throat> Facebook crashed. So last week, unfortunately, was not interactive as we had hoped it to be. But this week, we are live, right? In fact, we are watching you guys as you come on and as you comment. And so we just want to open it up throughout the message tonight. If you want to make um, a question or a comment, I will be fielding everything that you write. And if there's a question that we can answer, we will answer it tonight live on camera. If not, after this is broadcast, we always go back and we always read everything that you write. Um, we try to comment back to everybody, like everything. And if there's any other questions that we happen to miss, we will answer them. It's difficult sometimes when we're looking at this and we're looking at cameras and we're interacting with one another. So sometimes things can slip through. Plus, sometimes questions are not maybe perhaps what we're on point at that particular time. But we promise that's why we're starting this and doing this every week is to minister to people and help you with this walk. We all need help. Yes. So if you know who we are, we're Pastors Michael and Stephanie Rowan. If you're watching this, we want you to share this to your um, page so your friends and family can see it. And then if they're watching this and they don't know who we are, um, we have a national ministry called Michael Rowan Ministries. Running 30 years strong, y'all. And so this is kind of a sub-ministry of our national ministry. It's every Wednesday night. It'll be 7 p.m. every Wednesday on michaelrowanministries.com and our Facebook and soon to be our YouTube channel as well. And so this is just, um, it's more intimate. It's um, us talking, us having conversations um, from our hearts to yours. But like we said, we do have a national ministry. So if you've ever seen us on the road, we travel pretty much every weekend. 52 weeks a year. Yeah. And so this coming weekend, we're going to be in Tampa, Tampa Florida. Florida. It's so going to be an awesome time. Yeah. If you're watching from Florida, be sure to go to our website. Uh, the church name, the address, location, the times, everything's on there. But be sure and come if you're and anywhere say anywhere in the area, they can yeah. actually go microministries.com, click schedule. And everywhere we are every weekend, no matter where we are in the world, uh, it will always have a link. And you can, uh, you can come check us out live. Live. Mm -hmm. First question. It's going good, Chris. <laughs> Everything is good. Everything is great. We are so excited to be live with you guys tonight. And we are continuing our discussion. So last week was our first episode. If you missed it, shame on you. I'm just kidding. But go back to our Facebook pages or our ministry website, michaelroanministries.com. We'll say that several times. And you can um, see everything that's archived. So last week was there. We talked about... The value of vulnerability, yes. part one. Part one. Uh, obviously, each and every week, this ministry, we're going to kind of try to keep it concise. We're talking about 25 to 30 minutes max. Mm -hmm. Have you ever went to church and, man, there's just a million different things going on. And you're like, can I just get to the ministry part? So, uh, you know, we're going to kind of cut away the fat of all the preliminary and all the different things that are going on and just keep it every week to about 30 minutes that you can spend with us so we can dive into God's Word, but also have open and honest conversation. Yes, absolutely. And, and while we're still talking about everything on the, the website that you can see, um, we are taking prayer requests. We already got several last week. We love praying over all of your needs. Um, we love getting testimonies too, which we're already getting some of those. So that is great for us. And so if you go to our website, there's so much you can see um, to learn about who we are, what we do, and to stay in contact with us so that we can continue to pray for you, get those testimonies. Um, 
and you can just be a part of our ministry. Casper, Wyoming, what's up? Watching on the ministry's public figure page. Good to have you with us. All right. So last week we talked about um, vulnerability. And so I thought this week I would just start because I thought I was doing some research on vulnerability. And so I went to um, the dictionary, Merriam-Webster's, of course, and this definition kind of blew me away because we've been in ministry. And so when we look at vulnerability, we look at it from a biblical standpoint. And positive. It's positive. There's value. I mean, that's the whole title of what we're talking about, the value of being vulnerable. But if you look at what the world says, so this is... Is it bad? It's not so good. (laughs) So the definition of being vulnerable is to be capable of being physically or emotionally wounded or to allow yourself to be open to attack or damage. I mean... If, if someone told me that was going to happen, if I'm vulnerable, I'm, not, I'm just not going to be vulnerable. Well, basically the world is saying if you're going to be vulnerable, you're either setting yourself up to be a sitting duck or have a bullseye on your head for someone to attack you. Yeah. So not a very positive there, but when we look at what the Bible says, what God's Word says, um, and how Jesus tells us, and so many characters in the Bible tells us the value of being vulnerable, which is basically what we talked about last week. So we're going to give like a two-minute recap as to the benefits of being vulnerable, and this will be a lot more positive than being openly wounded and attacked, right? We talked about last week that it's emotionally healthy. Uh, it is so healthy to be open, vulnerable, transparent, and honest. And we shared a scripture out of James that said, confess your faults to one another that you can be healed. Right. So being vulnerable, being open to one another actually initiates an incredible healing that can take place in your life. If you're vulnerable with me, that encourages me to be vulnerable with you. And we can find healing in being open and honest with one another. And not only that, I know just in marriage folks, marriage, even in our, our, in our marriage, there's times, um, most recently when there was something that was kind of weighing heavy on my heart. It wasn't really something I wanted to talk about. (laughs) I know Uh, where you're going with this. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So let's get real here. But like there's times in ministry when you just feel like completely burnt out. That's that's something for ministers. That's for regular people. When maybe you just don't feel like reading your Bible every day or you're just like, it feels more like a duty than something you like long to do. And I was just in this kind of season of feeling like I was guilty if I didn't read my Bible every day. You know, and I was, it became more of an obligation than a joy. And so I was really struggling with it. And I was, you know, I've been praying about it and talking to God in my private time, but I I hadn't shared it with him yet because I was like, I can't tell him this because our whole life is ministry, you know, and I'm just in this kind of like dry season right now. Um, But it was when I was able to open up to him. And I remember like when I told you, I was like, this is really embarrassing. There was a long, awkward, clumsy pause. uh, We got to talk. Well, let's just tell him it's heart to heart, right? Yeah. If you guys don't want us to be honest, don't watch this program. But she literally said, babe, I don't want to go to church. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's like a (laughs) chef saying, I don't want to go to the restaurant. It's like, uh, that's kind of what we do. But you said, I I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go. Yeah. And I had just been in this, you know, several week period where I don't know if I was just overwhelmed with life and, and, and just emotionally drained and and spiritually just like, I just didn't like the way it, it felt. I didn't like making it make it feel like an obligation and a joy but um the point here is more about so when i was open about this and shared it it was hard because i was like this is kind of embarrassing this isn't something you want to admit to your husband who's a pastor and is out in churches every week and so that was a little bit hard but it was so much healing that night because he was like i needed to know this 
because I needed to know how to pray for you. And so we prayed together. And when I got to bed that night, I pulled my Bible out and I ended up reading like 18 chapters in Revelations. <laughs> I don't know why I went there, but like... That's some deep stuff was, when you don't want to go to church. <laughs> but there was, there was healing and he knew how to pray for me and we prayed together. And not having this weight just on me and now I was sharing it with my spouse and I was sharing it and just sharing our weaknesses. That's what the that's what the Bible says there. Share your weaknesses so that you can be healed. That scripture in James came to life yeah. that night. Yeah. She confessed something to me that was uncomfortable. She had to be open and honest, but it it gave me the angle and the knowledge of this is how I need to pray for my spouse. This is how I can minister to you. And we could we don't have time tonight, but I can share times that I was open with her about something that I was going through. And, and don't think that you're going to be chastised or made fun of or, or you know, just uh, pushed away. If someone truly loves you, your spouse, your family, your children, you know, your best friend, if they truly love you, there's going to be crazy healing that takes place yeah. from being vulnerable. And that comes from being vulnerable, there has to be a trust with the person you're talking to. Um, not only trust in that person, but trust in God and trust in, in His Word that when you're being vulnerable, He is going to provide healing and He is going to take care of you. And so always, you know, if you're starting out, maybe you've never been vulnerable before and it's your first time. Maybe that's scaring you yeah, to death. Yeah, maybe it's scaring you to death right now. But, but find someone you really trust, a parent a spouse, a best friend, because they're the ones that when you, when you do it for the first time, it's liberating and it's, it's emotionally healing and it feels incredible and there's so many more benefits, so we're going to stop right there and move on. Yeah, we did talk about masks yeah. last week and if you saw the episode Stephanie had on a mask, uh, you, no one can ever see the real you if you're wearing a mask all the time. Wearing a mask is exhausting and uncomfortable. I, it's uncomfortable and, and I felt a wall. You put it on and it was just it changed the whole dynamic of the program. I'm like, okay, where's my wife? Because yeah. she had something in between us. Uh, if I take off my mask, uh, it encourages you to take off yours. Yeah, and you may feel like the mask is providing protection. Maybe you can hide behind it. Maybe you don't have to be yourself, but there's so many other negative emotions that come with it. Um, just being uncomfortable, never truly allowing yourself to be who God called you to be. Um, it's just really unhealthy and there's so much freedom when you take that mask off and really show who you really are. Yeah, so it was emotionally healthy and we also talked about last week that it's spiritually empowering. Yeah. And in the book of James, again, we shared a scripture where it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God is not in the business of gravitating to pride or ego, but he gravitates to those who are humble. He gives grace to the humble. I, uh, I can't be the husband the Father, the man of God, the minister, the evangelist that I need to be if I don't walk in humility. Um, you know, there's just nothing, we say it all the time, ego stands for edging God out. Uh, you want to distance yourself from God, then, then get full of yourself. But the more I empty uh, myself of me, there's more room for him. Yeah, absolutely. So the third one was that it's relationally <laughs> endearing. Yeah. Uh, Paul said, we gave you the gospel. But what's cool about Paul is he said, and we talk about him a lot because he was very open and transparent about his weaknesses. That's why we used him as the, I guess, the prototype for these two episodes. But uh, he said, you know what? I gave you the gospel, but I also gave you my life. Can I tell you, we have had, and we can talk about this for a second, 
so many more opportunities to minister to people when we just were ourselves before we tried to cram the gospel down their throat. Yeah, absolutely. So many times, even just in discussion with friends or new friends we meet, and just being able to open up our lives and share things we're going through or things we've been through and to just talk about just real life stuff, you know, and we don't have to shove, you know, 18 scriptures in their face the first time, but they come to really love us and love our relationship and love who we are because, and they say all the time, y'all are the most real people, you know, I've ever met. And we're just like, we don't really know any other way to be. It's just, it's who we are. It's, it's, it's our ministry. It's who we are as a couple. We're very honest about everything that's going on in our life because we want the things we're walking through the things that we've experienced to help someone else draws you close to people the old saying it's as old as dirt people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care uh i i can't step into someone's life with the truth of jesus christ unless they know that i truly genuinely care about them first and so that's huge and then we ended last week with uh, a fourth point that it increases the impact that you have on people when you're real when I'm real it gives us a greater impact on people and isn't that what we're supposed to be doing in this walk with the Lord yeah. is impacting others second Corinthians Paul said we have opened our hearts wide to you that's scary these days people don't open their hearts wide to anybody because yeah. like you said they're for you were that way when we first started dating <laughs> When we first started dating, you I was locked down. My goodness, man. She was so guarded. So guarded. And I remember when we were falling in love. Uh, <laughs> I'm to tell this story. Uh, I, was, uh, I was so in love with her. And I thought, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And, and so uh, one night we were talking. And I got all teary-eyed. And I looked at her as a baby. I said, I need you so much. And, and I love you. And she said, well, tell me what you said. <laughs> I said... I love you. I love you, but I don't need you. <laughs> people. Okay, all right. People. <laughs> and when you like are ready for someone to reciprocate what you just said, she said, oh, baby, I love you too so much, but I mean, I don't need you. And I was like, whoa. Like, ah. And she's like, no, I mean, like, I'm just saying. And then she said it again. I mean, I, I really do truly love you. I just don't, I mean, I don't need you. I want you. But uh, yeah, I she need, said, I want I you. I don't need, need you. In other words, she's always been taught kind of, you know, just take care of yourself. I don't need to rule. Well, I was just, I mean, just growing up. Um, I need to rely on some man. And be independent. Support yourself. Never, you know, and it was a way to protect yourself. If you're independent, you support yourself. You don't rely on anybody else. You don't need anybody else. Then no one can hurt you. And so I had built up years and years and years of walls of protection, basically masks around me where I didn't want to let anybody in too close because I didn't want to be hurt anymore. And so I had just always taught myself, you know what, never need someone, provide for yourself. That way, if this person fails me or lets me down, it doesn't matter anyway because I was taking care of myself. And so throughout the first year of our marriage, I really had to grow a lot <laughs> and open up a lot and and realize that if if I wanted to grow in who I was and who I was supposed to be in Christ, grow in our marriage, grow as a wife, that I had to break down, I mean like an onion and like peel back layers. Dear Lord, a few people even knew what I had to put up with. <sighs> There's a lot. <laughs> But I would do it all over you again. Would. Every moment. Mm -hmm. I remember <laughs> when we were, you know, just talking about 
sharing our life stories with each other and talking about things. And so it was kind of the first time we've been really honest and open with each other. And so I had shared, you know, my story, my everything that I'd gone through that had happened and that kind of thing. And I remember Michael looked at me and was like, you know, you're going to share that someday. And I was like, like, no way. And guys, this was not just like, you know, frivolous things. This was heavy, heavy stuff. Really heavy stuff that, you know, I had, I had not let a lot of people even close to me know because it was really painful stuff that I was still dealing with. Um, We all have that stuff. We all have the things that have happened to us or that we've done in our past and a lot of times we cover them up and we don't want to talk about them. We don't want to open up these like fresh wounds, I guess. Um, But through our marriage and our ministry, you know, I learned what I like to call the four F's. We, We face it, means you acknowledge it, that it happened. You feel it. You, you grieve for it, you grieve through it, you let the emotions come, I mean, that's mm. part of a healing process. Um, you forgive through it, whether that's forgiving someone that did something to you, forgiving yourself for something you did, and then through that you find freedom to share it and to give other people hope. Forgiving somebody that did something to you. Yeah. What was the fourth F? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, like William Wallace. Freedom, freedom. freedom. <laughs> so, my first opportunity, I don't know if you remember this, but it was one of the first trips that we ever went out on. And it was during the morning session, and Michael was preaching that morning, and it was just like worship time. And we were in Virginia. I don't know if you remember. So we were in Virginia, and it was like worship time. And so I'm just down at the altars, just worshiping. And I was very impressed by the Holy Spirit that I was going to have to share my testimony at this church and so I kind of did this like you know where you like talk to God and you're like bargaining negotiating and I was like okay God well if I have to share this Michael has to come to me and tell me too, like kind of like confirmation right I'm not gonna say anything he has to come and so first service went off great we went to lunch had a nap that afternoon like everything was great come back for the evening service and Right before service, Michael hasn't said anything, and I'm like, I'm so off the hook. And the place is packed, y'all, with people that she has never met in her entire life. Yeah, so I'm so off the hook. Michael hasn't said anything all day. I don't have to do this, you know, and so I'm kind of getting peace because we're in the pastor's office right before service, and we're praying. And so we're all, like, Michael holds hands. We're, like, we're just praying, and all of a sudden, Michael stops the prayer and looks at me and says, you got to share your story tonight. <laughs> like, white as a ghost, like, sh- Terror. I don't even know. I don't even know the like adjectives to describe this. I was physically anxiety. Anxiety. Because uh, I'm not a public speaker. Um, I hate public speaking. I hate being in front of a crowd. I hate talking to strangers. And then, of course, first time ever in my life sharing my story. And so, I mean, I was. I think I threw up three times before service. But <laughs> there's something about being open and being vulnerable and trusting. Like I said, trusting God. And so. I remember sitting like on the front row and when Michael called me up to share my story, I mean, I was like a shaking mess, but it was like the second I stepped into that and I I stepped into what God wanted me to do with just absolute full trust because that's all I had. I knew in, in my own DNA, my own human side that I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the words, the courage, the courage, I didn't have any of it to adequately say what I wanted to say but the second I stepped up in there like complete peace came over me and I was able to tell my story and the altars were completely filled that night and it was so amazing to see that 
you know, me being vulnerable and me being transparent and me sharing my weaknesses provided so many other people. That's what that's what we were talking about a moment ago. She had a moment where she pushed through her own will. We know somebody else named Jesus that had to do that. Not my will, Father, but yours. She pushed through uh, and did what she knew that God wanted her to do, despite how she felt about it. And through that, it unlocked. Oh, there were hundreds of people that came forward getting emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritual healing. That could have never, ever happened that night had you not opened up uh, and showed vulnerability. Yeah. And so I just, I think I challenge you guys if... If you feel like you want to share and be open and be transparent and be vulnerable, but maybe you're like me and it's uncomfortable and there's anxiety with it and it's just not something you want to do, to just trust not necessarily your human self, but your spiritual self and just know that when you do it, that Jesus is going to be right there with you, that God is going to protect you, that there's going to be a peace come over you, and that it will all come out the way it's supposed to come out. Absolutely. So some of you might be asking tonight, you're wanting me to be vulnerable, you're wanting me to be open, but what do I do with my weaknesses? I don't even even know what to do with them. Uh, Let's talk about that for just a couple of moments. What, What do you do with the things in your life that you're not necessarily proud of or Maybe you're ashamed of them, or maybe you just have questions. I don't even know what to do with my weaknesses. Help us. Maybe we should talk about what we don't do with them first before we talk about what do we do with them. Let's talk about like what we don't do with our weaknesses. Okay. We don't ignore them. Mm. Don't ignore your weaknesses. Uh, they're not going away. Nope. And just if you ignore the things in your life that you don't want people to know about, uh, you're not going to get very far if you're ignoring them. You don't excuse them. Yeah. Uh, making excuses. Honestly, if you make excuses for your weaknesses, you basically lose credibility with people. I have gained more empathy, compassion. I have had people draw closer to me because I was honest and open about my weaknesses. The moment I say I don't have any weaknesses, we don't. Well, our marriage is perfect. Our marriage is perfect. We're perfect. If someone said, you know, uh, I'll read my Bible every day. I pray every day. I've never had a problem. I've never had a slip up, trip up, mess up. I have just now isolated myself from being able to talk with anyone. Nobody wants to talk to me. Mm -hmm. They can't relate to that. What if we just told everybody, we have the perfect marriage. You guys ever go through anything? No. (laughs) Well, then everybody that's going through stuff, which is everybody, now no longer wants to talk with us. Because they cannot relate to us whatsoever. Yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, we shouldn't ignore them. We shouldn't excuse them. We shouldn't deny them. And we shouldn't defend them. Uh, I've had lots of times in my life, lots of failures, lots of flaws. And I want to I want to tell you something, guys. I have never hid behind the bushes. I've never tried to excuse myself from them. I own my weaknesses. I don't defend my weaknesses. And through me being... You know, uh, I guess um, not putting up a wall. I've had much, much more success in uh, drawing closer to people and people drawing closer to me. Yeah. So um, we, we need to share our weaknesses. Paul said, I was honest about my failures. Uh, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the New Testament. Paul said, I was honest about my failures. Let me ask you something, just looking directly in, this, in the camera. Can you be honest about your failures? Can you be honest about your failures? Husbands, are you struggling with pornography? 
wives, are you struggling with pornography? Uh, are, are you, uh, do you feel yourself having an emotional affair? Uh, are, are you upset with your boss? Are you wounded by a friend? Can you be honest? What if you're the one? What if you're the guilty one? What if you've got a lot of issues? Can you be open and honest with your weaknesses to the people that are closest to you? Because if you can't, it will be a long journey to find healing if you can't do that. Yeah. So uh, be vulnerable about our faults. Um, I, I think, I think, I think we're good at that, don't you think? Yeah. I think most of the time. And if we're not, we'll call each other out on that. Yes, we're very good about calling each other out. <sighs> you know, it's just, and, and for us, if we don't do that, well, let me just say this. This, this beautiful, amazing, gorgeous woman uh, will not let me get away with squat. <laughs> so if she sees that I am... I may be going down a road or there's something in the way I'm acting or the way I'm talking. If there's something in the way that I carry myself that you don't like, uh, you're pretty open about saying, uh, babe, you know. Well, I think there's, okay, so we're, we have natural tendencies. We have um, natural ways of being. They not necessarily are always positive. Defense mechanisms. Defense mechanisms. Maybe it's... Um, how we were raised maybe it was things have happened to us and we've learned these things but so i like i know me i'm um a control freak <laughs> i am like uh um he says negative but i'm more just a realist but yeah i, I call it a pessimist <laughs> and she calls it being a realist <laughs> yeah but and then there's things i know about him and but that's in his, you know, his human self, his before he met Jesus self. And so we have to learn to grow into um, being better at those. And we keep each other accountable in that, where if I'm being maybe a little too demanding or controlling, you know, he can he can call me out on that. And I can slow down if he's being, you know. If I'm slipping one, into. One of his many bad ways. We can, right. we can be vulnerable about our faults. How are we going to challenge one another to grow if we're not vulnerable about our faults? And so in 1 Corinthians, Paul said, I came to you in weakness and fear so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on the power of God. Yeah. That's awesome. Paul said, we came to you and we're honest about our, our shortcomings so that your faith would not rest on men, but on God. Yeah. You put your faith in men, trouble. You put your faith in God, uh, then that leads us to our last point, which is you glory in your weaknesses. Second Corinthians twelve nine. He said, "I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses." Think about it. who does that. Who boasts about their weaknesses? But Paul said, and this is where we can close it down tonight. Yeah. I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. But the second part's the powerful part. He says, "Why? So that Christ's power will be left on me." Yeah. It just it reminds me of you know my weakness of public speaking. I mean, I dropped out of public, this class, speak. public speaking college because it, I had panic attacks. Valedictorian of a graduating class of over two thousand, master's degrees, straight A's, mm -hmm. dropped out of public speaking. Yeah, sheer panic attacks, anxiety, and so then to um, be put into um, a world of public speaking and into ministry <laughs> and being put in front of people all the time. It's so glorious. It's, Thank you, it's Lord Jesus. So funny. The thing she hated more than anything <laughs> in life is now what she does full time. But what's, what's great about it is I'm open about my weaknesses. I tell people all the time, you know, I, I hate public speaking. It gives me anxiety attacks, but I do it. And I, I love that I can, it shows God's glory because I'm able to do it. Uh, I may not be comfortable doing it. I may not feel great when I'm doing it, but it's because of God's power working in me. And so I never want to have the day where I'm comfortable 
in public speaking because then I know that I am not relying on God's power anymore. Mm, that's good. And so I love that I'm still nervous. I love that I still get anxiety because I know that when I do step up and if it actually comes out the way it's supposed to, it's not me, it's him. And so if you, you know, if you just need to rely on God's power and, and I just, I love that scripture because it just talks about, you know, own your weaknesses. Because he said, I'm, what is boasting? He's basically saying, I, I'll proclaim it. I'll boast. I'll be proud about my weaknesses because I know that that's when God's power is still left on me. I challenge you tonight in closing. Yeah. Pastors, be vulnerable in your pulpits. Husbands, wives, be vulnerable in your marriages. Children, be vulnerable with your parents. Parents, vulnerable with your children. Um, oh, just what amazing things God can do to you and through you. Uh, when we're vulnerable. And so, hey, tell them before we're done real quick about some of the missions opportunities. We were talking about Pastor John and some so exciting. Yeah, so we actually partner with um, Pastor John. He's in Pakistan. Their orphanage is called Our Father's House. We support them as much as we can on a monthly basis. And he reached out to me today because they are on short food supply right now. And so he had asked if we could help to purchase more food. And so we wanted to bring this opportunity to you because we want you all to be to have a hand in being a blessing to orphans and to, to kids in need. So we are actually putting up the first $150. And so we would love it if we could get $150 match. We would love to be able to send $300 over to Pakistan for them to buy food that will supply them with a lot of food um, at this point. And so that's just something that's always on our our heart. We have multiple ways you can donate. Um, we will put them there on the bottom of your screen. But um, our website, there's two ways through PayPal or Simple Gives. So go to michaelrowanministries.com and click the Donate tab. It's right there on the, the first screen. We also have text to give. Um, said PayPal. So yes, you can give any of those ways. It's all going to go to our father's house in Pakistan. Yeah. And also, as always, we have a very amazing group of people called our 50 Club Mm -hmm. and they are our partners. And we rely, being a faith-based ministry, upon our so amazing family of 50 Club members. Uh, 50 Club is not a large, massive army of people, but the Lord continually, week after week, gives us more and more people that would like to step up and say, hey, I would love to be a part of your family. And so the 50 Club is just, it's a $50 pledge every month. Uh, Maybe you don't want to jump on airplanes. Maybe you can't travel all over the world. It's what God has called us to do. And what a lot of people don't understand is there are people that are in ministry doing ministry, and there are people that are just as vital, sweetheart, that support the ministry. How can a minister go if they're not supported? So if you'd like to be a part of our 50 Club program, uh, we would love for you as the information comes up to be a part of that. You have our personal cell phone numbers. Uh, There's also a closed Facebook 50 Club page for just our 50 Club family, and uh, they mean the world to us. So should we bless them before we go? We do. We never end um, a service and or a ministry or a heart-to-heart episode without blessing you. So we are going to have you at home, right where you're at. Put your hands like like this, so you can put your phone down because you seem to hear this. We put your hands out because you're going to receive this blessing. We're going to put our hands forward because we're giving it. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. We bless you now. Receive it out there, social media family. Thanks a lot for joining us again on Heart to Heart. I love you. I love you. And we will see you guys next Wednesday, same time, same place. Be there, be square. Share the program. God bless.